Hey, my name is Josh. Thank you so much for joining the Step Over podcast. As I record this, we're just a few days out from Atletico Ottawa's 2023 home opener against Halifax Wanderers. The weather is fantastic right now. Soccer's back. Feels like Christmas. For this episode, we have a very special guest, Atletico Ottawa CEO Fernando Lopez. Took some time out of his busy schedule to join us. Really looking forward to sharing that with you. I also want to share, I have a season preview piece up on apartment613.ca. Apartment 613 is one of my favorite sites. been writing for them uh, for a long time. And if there's any website that can prove that Ottawa is not boring, despite what your friends in Barhaven and Orleans and Canada think, show them Apartment 613. They always have the lowdown on everything that's happening in Ottawa. um, And there's always so much to do in the city. In the preview, I look at players to watch, kind of expectations for this season, um, the new playoff format, which I've said it before, this five-team format where... Some teams will play like four games. The top teams will play two. Um, it's stupid, but I've come around on it. I think it's going to make for some really interesting soccer by the end of the season. It's obviously going to keep more teams engaged, more fan bases engaged, even more important, really. And because the playoff format is such a crapshoot, um, I think it's actually going to put more value on the regular season and who wins that. Uh, more prestige. Obviously, there there's a trophy coming. Uh, we talked to Fernando Lopez about that. We won the trophy last year. We don't know what it looks like, but we did win it. So, and yeah, I think that the sort of Mickey Mouse-ness of of the playoffs this year is going to emphasize the validity of who comes out on top in the regular season. And really traditionally, that is how you should be anointing the the winner of the league for the year. So whoever tops the table at the end of the season, they do get a trophy now and they get that CONCACAF Champions League spot qualifying for some international footy action. If Atletico Ottawa can qualify for that, it'd be really exciting. So the piece is called, it's called Coming for the Throne. I'm hoping for a storyline where Atletico really properly challenges Ford FC's position as preeminent club in the league. You know, nobody likes Forge, but credit where it's due, they have been the most successful club in the CPL's history. I do think Atletico Ottawa's roster is properly upgraded from from last season. There's some There's some gaps, but Every team has those. I think rosters league-wide have, have really improved this year, but I think Ottawa is well-positioned to to take another run and maybe repeat as regular season champions. Um, and it would be great to just just really crush Forge. That would just be be so satisfying. Knock him off that throne. So I encourage you to have a look at that preview piece. And next up is Atletico Ottawa's CEO, Fernando Lopez. We're here with Fernando Lopez, Chief Executive Officer for Atletico Ottawa. Uh, Fernando, thanks for joining. My first question, uh, how was the winter for you? Did you spend it uh, you know, back in Madrid or you, or did you tough it out here in Ottawa? Uh, no, I spent it here in, uh, in Ottawa for the second consecutive year. And I have to say that this winter has been a little bit tougher than last year. Uh, I shovel a lot of snow more than, <laughs> than last year. And also, I became dad in December. So, uh, oh, congratulations! Yeah, I think I'm I'm almost Canadian now. I'm at least fifty percent. Is I'm Canadian. I can. I be think consider. we can count you honorary now. I think we can. <laughs> so we won the league last season, but still no trophy. Um, so unless I'm mistaken, Commissioner Mark Noonan said there'd be a new trophy awarded to the regular season champions, the true champions. Um, any word yet from the league about when we'll see that hardware that we won? No, and it's funny that you said that because uh, we got a meeting with him, uh, I think, uh, 
like about a month ago and I and I asked him and I said, hey, maybe the home opener would be a, a good occasion, you know, to present this trophy and to, you know, to, to give us the, the trophy uh, honor, uh, you know, uh, last year. Uh, and I know that the league is is working on it. Hopefully, uh, they are going to give it to us uh, very soon. Not on the home opener. I know that it's on the works, and uh, and they are working hard to present a, a decent and a good trophy for the regular season champions from from now on. So we're just being patient. Is there any word on on uh, you know if it's going to be a trophy or like the playoff champion gets the microwave plate? So so we're not going to get any <laughs> other kitchen utensils or anything. No, we we beg for this time not to be a fork, not to be a knife, and <laughs> just a, a, a nice trophy. And I think that uh, they agree with us and with uh, all of us, all the teams. The, and I think this time is going to be a trophy. But until I see it, I cannot confirm anything. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so the team obviously spent preseason in Spain, a lot of time at, at uh, Atletico de Madrid facilities, preseason matches against some Spanish opponents. Uh, would you consider it a successful preseason? And do you think the team is fully prepared heading into the regular season? Yeah, preseason is always uh, um, um, challenging in a, in a times of making a, a proper assessment because um, uh, I would not like to measure if we did a good or bad preseason on the results that we have on on the friendly games because uh, you know the team is training hard. Mostly they are doing two training uh, sessions per day, so they, they feel heavy. It's, t- it's hard to, when you feel heavy, you know, to run and, and try to win games when you're on preparation, you know, for, for the competition that is ahead. So uh, I'd like to base my my comments on more than, than feelings and, um, and sensations. And I think that the feelings overall uh, are good. Uh, I got good feedback from the coaches. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't be there for the entire preseason. I, I visited them and uh, I was there when we played against Real Madrid B team and against, uh, I think it was like an S B team. Uh, and um, and I, I like them. I, I think that uh, we were organized, you know, even if they, they, I remember for one game, it was like 24, 25 degrees. It was really hot. Uh, and the turf was was hot, and that was a, a good challenge for for us. But overall, I think we got good good feelings. I honestly think that we improved the team from from last year. We eliminate some of the concerns that were there last year until the very end with the under twenty one minutes. I think uh, this <laughs> year uh, we did a, a good uh, homework and and uh, and we improve on that too. So I'm very confident. It's true that all the teams, you know, improve as well as the league continues to progress. You know, every team is 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 willing to grow, is, is trying to improve their roster. But I think uh, we have one advantage, which is that Carlos, you know, came here uh, right for the season, right for the preseason this year. He has the knowledge and the experience of all last year, and I think that's a, a great advantage for for us. And together with the, the 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 core of players that we kept and the new ones coming in, um, we're still missing a, a few additions. But I'm, I'm confident and happy with uh, what we have seen. This last weekend, we play against Montreal Reserve team on the last friendly before the season starts. And uh, we won 6-1. Uh, on the same game last year, we won 2 nothing. So uh, if you wanted to make a comparison there, uh, it's obvious to see the, the difference. Uh, so overall, it's happy again. Uh, probably we're going to face the first game with a lot of nervous, 
with a lot of excitement, uh, but with the same enthusiasm that we we did it last year, and and hopefully we we're expecting to bring uh, more silverware to to the nation's capital. You know, last year in the off season, there was um, some anxiety amongst the fans just because uh, you know it took a while to to officially name uh, a new head coach, which obviously ended up being Carlos Gonzalez. Um, does that make a big difference, uh, kind of having him for the preseason? And yeah, definitely. I think uh, when you are building your team uh, and you have your coach, you know, right beside you, it's uh, it's very important that when you are building your team, you know, just thinking, you know, what we're going to need or how we're going to play or uh, what positions we we need, you know, to reinforce. Uh, Having Carlos, uh, you know, uh, every day, you know, consulting, you know, and and seeing uh, how he wanted to play next year, what players, uh, you know, he he feel like uh, we need to, to improve or provide better quality or in what positions. I think that has been a key element. Also, why, you know, uh, we are taking so long to complete the roster because, you know, we are trying to raise the bar. We are trying to elevate the level of the team and bringing quality players is, is always tough. You know, we we are not willing to sign, you know, players just to, to complete the roster. Carlos, as everyone knows, and so do do, do we. We are very demanding. Uh, and um, I think we, we set the bar very high last year and, and now everyone is is feeling that pressure, you know, to to keep the, the same results and and that momentum that ended up with the final here in in Ottawa, and and we are you know trying to repeat the same this year. Yeah, that actually leads my to my next question. Uh, last I checked, there's 20 players listed on the roster on the Athletic Ottawa website. Um, uh, it doesn't sound like the roster is set in stone yet. So, um, like, what kind of changes can can fans expect to see made in the in the next? few weeks to months <laughs> well the i think that the transfer window closes on april 24th so uh we are trying we are trying to bring at least two more players uh we have five internationals uh on the roster right now we have two more spots available uh and um i think uh you know we are aiming to to complete the roster whether it's on this transfer window or on the on the next one, which uh, starts on uh, July fifth, it's true that sometimes it's tricky because uh, worldwide, you know, soccer is not anymore something that we play in Canada or in different countries. With the transfer windows uh, on different timelines, it's, it's difficult to bring the players that you want because sometimes they are under contract, or sometimes uh, the, the their ask is is not uh, you know comparable to what the league can can offer right now, but uh, I think we are in a on a very good position. Again, I think we have a, a solid team, and these are just going to be key additions on on certain positions in order to to strengthen more the roster and have more depth. Uh, you know, in order to prevent ourselves on uh, injury situations and minutes accumulation. Uh, and and those type of scenarios that uh, you know throughout the year uh, we know that uh, they are going to happen. An expanded partnership was announced with uh, Ottawa South United, um, so their PLSQ sides as well as the rever- the uh, reserve men's side. Um, they're going to be playing under the OSU Atletico banner. So mm-hmm. it seems like 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 it really seems like a way to solidify um, a pathway to the professional ranks for local men's players. Um, would you mind talking a little bit about how that agreement came about? 
Well, um, I think that uh, OSU has been there for us uh, as well as many of the powered by clubs uh, since the first day. Um, I remember in 2020 uh, when we put our first foot in, in Canada, we went right to isolation and um, uh, for for three months. We were in lockdown since I think it was March something until June that we start playing uh, or training in uh, reduced <laughs> groups. And we did that in Jordan Elms uh, because uh, it was the only place that, you know, was offered to us and that it was open to the public to, to, to practice. So we really felt their support, you know, and their, their, their closeness to, to us in order to build something together uh, from the get-go. And uh, there has been always conversations with them uh, throughout all these years and how, you know, we can cooperate and, and elevate our relationship because it's good to have Atletico Ottawa, but uh, we really need to to connect with the community, with all these minor soccer clubs. Because of the pandemic, we haven't been able to do it much. Last year, we started to do it. And I think we have uh, 11 affiliated clubs through this uh, Powered by program. Um, we signed uh, players from OSU in the past through our development contracts. But we, we, we're going to go further. And, and it's true that right now the, the, the soccer ecosystem that exists in Canada, there are no CPL teams that have a, like a, a proper reserve team or teams in League One that now is, is being created throughout different regions. And for us, it was like a natural partner uh, just to, to go and explore with them this, this, uh, this team and, and create a clear connection, you know, with our first team when we can move players, you know, to, uh, to practices between this team and the first team where we can put players you, that uh, we see that they have the potential that we can keep on track on, on, on them and see how they progress and when they can do the jump to our first team. We learned about uh, what happened last year with the under-21 minutes, so we wanted to get the next under-21 players ready so we don't have to look uh, elsewhere for those players. We can have them here in, in Ottawa because there is a lot of talent. There are a lot of players. It's just that, you know, we haven't been able to work with them. And I think this will provide an opportunity for many of those players that they see their career ended up uh, at that level or or playing uh, just, just for fun, for recreational, even if it's competitive. But this is definitely a door for, for many of these players to, you know, be close to the professional soccer team of the city. And, and hopefully we can bring uh, many players into our team. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of like there's a lot of synergy there. Like on the announcement, it said that, uh, you know, Atletico Ottawa is going to kind of help identify some players for the OSU side. Um, a lot of mm -hmm. OSU players play with Carlton. Obviously, Carlton's coach, Quasi Loney, assistant coach for Atletico Ottawa. Um, is there like uh, a goal for the team to develop some more local players and and eventually maybe have more of those players with with the top club? Yeah, definitely. Seems like we are connecting the dots in the in the right way, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and that this is part of a you know a, a big uh, a strategy. And uh, and I always say that that uh, the mandate of the club, uh, as much as possible, is you know to develop and detect talents from our region. I think uh, uh, Ontario and specifically you know Gatineau and in Ottawa is a, is a very rich region with more than twelve thousand 
players, you know, in, in our system. It's just that uh, for whatever reason, it, there wasn't a clear pathway, you know, or, or disconnections before, but we are here to explore all those connections. Uh, one of the reasons why we brought Quasi in is, is because of that. We wanted to be close to the university team. We know that there is a competitive side there as well. And there are players there, so we want to be connected with them and offer them, you know, why not U.S. sports opportunity uh, that uh, we are able to do so uh, through our team in the CPL and as well with the with the minor soccer clubs. You know, now we are doing this with with OSU, uh, and and the intention is uh, bring as many players from our region as possible into our first team. I think that way, you know. Uh, our fans and also our club can be even more identified with the community. And it's all part of the same reason, you know, make our community proud of what our club is doing. Uh, if next year we can have three of these players, you know, uh, with a contract in the first team, I would be very happy because that would mean that we are doing things in the right direction. And, and hopefully in the next year, we can uh, have, uh, I don't know, maybe six or uh, seven players in the starting event coming from 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 the regional and from these programs. I think that that would be the dream and, and that would make our club uh, very successful. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, I did mention that the agreement solidifies the path to pro, like a path to pro uh, for men's players in the region. Um, I know you've heard of the Project 8 plan, you know, with the Women's Pro League and the Works for Canada. The Atletico mm -hmm. brand has women's teams in other countries. Um, is that something uh, that Atletico is having a look at and, you know, um, maybe starting a team for, for a future women's league? Yeah, I think, why not? Uh, Atletico has been always a team that is, uh, you know, very supported with the, with the women's. I think we have one of the most successful uh, women's team in, in Europe with Atletico de Madrid's women's team. Uh, and that's something that uh, definitely we want to explore here. Once, you know, we have a club a little bit more structured. Uh, from uh, This is going to be our fourth season, but on, on reality, this is going to be only our second year because half of them we spend in, 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 uh, in the pandemic. So we literally, I think that we, we did a miracle last year. You know, uh, we put all our... our you know, engines at the maximum and, and try to obtain the most from, from everyone. And, and we won the regular season. And that was a, a great success for, for all of us. But I think first we need to, you know, try to continue building this the foundations of Atletico Ottawa men's team and, and create this structure uh, from, from the first team and the men's side. And this is not disrespect to the women's side. We also have a development program and our intention is to start working with, with the girls uh, from the region this year on a weekly basis so we can start, you know, promoting our, our program and our values as well. And, uh, and why not? I think uh, uh, I'm sure that one day will come where uh, we are more structured, we have more resources and we are more prepared, not only as a club, as a league, as a country, and uh, and we can have uh, you know a, a women's team in Ottawa. I think that would be that would be great. Okay. Um, and my last question: uh, You tweeted recently that uh, season seat sales are up thirty percent. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the response you've received from fans and what lessons have you learned uh, about this marketplace? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I learned a lot. Uh, I have to say, since I came here in, in 2020, um, and the first thing it was uh, uh, 
not underestimate and, uh, or estimate the, the market because I think that has a lot of uh, potential. It's true that I, I'm, I'm coming from a world that soccer is completely different. Uh, we have a waiting list of, uh, I would say, 10,000 people in Atletico de Madrid uh, to be season seat uh, holders in the in our parent club. And I remember when I when I came here that I was discussing with Jeff, hey, how we're going to promote uh, ticket sales. And uh, I came to the stadium the first time. Oh, 24,000. Well, this is not 70,000 as we have in Madrid, but uh, oh my God, it's going to look very good. 25,000 people all together watching soccer. And I remember Jeff looked at me and he said, Fernando, we're not going to have more than 4,000, 6,000 people watching soccer. And I said, this is a joke. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. It's true. And I said, look at the stadium. It's 24,000. No, no, no. We are not there yet. We need to, you know, try to uh, promote soccer, grow soccer, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and sell tickets. And I said, what do you mean sell tickets? And it's true. That's the first thing that I learned, that here you don't buy a ticket. You need to sell a ticket for people to come and, and watch games. So it's been a process. Uh, for 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 myself the first one but i think we did things right and um and i think uh we are seeing it already on on the ticket sales and and i'm very happy uh about seeing the the growth i think that by far last year by far and i visited almost every stadium in the cpl uh td place was uh <laughs> Uh, unbelievable the ambience that uh, not only on the on the W section but uh, across the, the board uh, what we created here really drive the team to to win games and to to achieve the final. I think having fifteen thousand fans on the final here, I I've been told that never happened before in Ottawa. It was one game I think against the Cosmos that it was like fourteen thousand or something, uh, but it was amazing seeing on October thirtieth. 15,000 people here watching soccer. Uh, after what people told me in 2020, it's, it's like a dream come true. And and I think this is just, you know, the starting. I think uh, with the national teams, you know, after what, what we did in the in the World Cup, and I say what we did because I'm, I, I'm supporting Canada now like a, like a fan too. I think uh, that this is only going to get better. And um, um, I feel like we are connecting with the community. We are connecting with the fans. We are trying to improve, you know, the services to, to the people in the stadium. Uh, we are having a lot of meetings on how we can, you know, build a better experience for all of you guys in the in the stands. So you don't watch only a soccer and, or a good soccer game, but there are things happening in the stadium where fans can be engaged and, and we offer like a show to all of you. We're spending a lot of time and resources to to that, uh, and I think that we we saw this 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 off season, and and hopefully we can repeat good numbers this year because uh, we need everyone's support not only to be successful on the field but also off the field to continue building the the club in the right way. Well, as of the the day that we're recording, the forecast looks fantastic for the home opener. So. Uh... Fingers crossed for a really, really good crowd uh, and um, best of luck to you and Atletico Water for the season. Thank you. Thank you so, Thank much, you so much, Josh. And time. I hope to see you there and hopefully we can we can celebrate together very soon. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Fernando Lopez, CEO of Atletico Ottawa. I had a lot more questions for him, but, you know, time constraints, couldn't ask everything. 
Um, the question I was most excited to ask him about was uh, about Project 8. Personally, I was glad to hear that, uh, you know, it wasn't a straight up no. And actually maybe even, maybe some excitement there at maybe getting involved in that league. But with the timeline of, of uh, you know, a league starting in 2025, it's great to see sponsors sign up, uh, big time sponsors, but um, we are going to have to see a few more teams announced that they're going to be a part of it. So far, it's just the Whitecaps and Calgary Foothills. And I thought it was interesting, you know, Fernando kind of alluding to, um, you know, I think Atletico Madrid wants the Ottawa project, the Ottawa club, to be fairly self-sustaining. I think when Atletico Madrid was announced as, as the owners, I think fans kind of dreamt like, oh, we're getting a blank check. We're going to win the league every year. I don't think that's the case. You know, obviously, Ottawa's got the best preseason facilities over in Madrid every year. And that's sort of like the treat that the players get, I think, for uh, for joining Ottawa. You know, I think Madrid wants, wants it well run, but not to be a number in the red uh, when they're looking at their budgets. So as we get closer to the 2025 um, start day for, for the Project 8 League, I think Atletico Ottawa is easily the most well-positioned potential organization to run a women's side. But that's going to require some some additional investment from from Madrid that that the team in Ottawa can't make on its own. So uh, so if fans want to see an Atletico Ottawa women's professional side, let the team know, let Madrid know, any way you can. Ottawa needs to be a part of that league. I can tell you, I'm going to sign up for season tickets the moment an Ottawa team's ever announced. And yeah, make sure the people with the money uh, know that it's it's a worthwhile investment. So that's going to do it for this episode, though. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you have a moment, please um, like, subscribe, leave a review if that's possible on the platform that you're listening to this on. For this episode, though, my name is Josh. We'll see you.